One-of-a-kind shades made to order by Vaporshades.com. Vaporshades designs the outer layer of the sunglasses just like a wrap on a car. They customize your sunglasses, marbling the paint. The end result is no two pair of sunglasses are alike. Yours will be completely unique to you. Check us out at Vaporshades.com. Use promo code TUTTLE for 15% off your entire order. Get ready for your daily dose of Tuttle. Uh, the all-time greatest uh, intern slash producer we've ever had, of course, Tuttle. Tuttle in Florida. From the Vapor Shades Hobo Fish Camp, it's the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Wanna see me do my dance in these thousand dollar pants? Don't disrespect me and my mans, baby. Whole lot chops on your ass. No wonder nobody likes you, Tuttle. Everything's a goddamn debate. All right, guys, it is Friday, and I got to tell you, this is like the second little bit of cold weather that we've gotten. I mean, for Florida, it's cold weather. You guys up in in the north, like Chicago and stuff, you guys would absolutely laugh when I would tell you that this is cold weather for us. But uh, me and my mom, we watch Rachel Ray every morning, and I I talked about how Rachel Ray is my go-to big girl, like if I was going to, you know, go that way. Which I have no problem with. But we've been watching Rachel Ray. Now, um, we ended up seeing this recipe. No, this was on WKMG, I forgot. This was on Local 6. Yep. So so what are we making today? Chicken and andouille gumbo. Now, what is andouille? I said it was a type of sausage, right? Yeah, that's what I thought. Now, I'm sure it's pretty spicy, correct? Uh, You've never had it? Can't. Say that I have. Okay, so what are we doing now? You've already chopped up. Well, you haven't chopped up an onion. So why do you peel the onion like that? Like I've never like had to cut up an onion. You cannot eat the outside skin. Okay, all right. So is it true that onions do make you cry? Yep, they do. Now, why is that though? Their juice are there. Okay, so. Now, are you good at, like, cutting up onions like Rachel Ray is? Rachel can go through and chop up real fine. Nope. All right. A little stubby? Yeah, that's my dad. Dad Dad says Rachel Ray's fingers are a little stubby. So, um, all right. So, so why do you have to cut these up? Why can't you just put a full onion in? No. You've got to dice them. And... You kind of, like, brown them and stir-fry stir everything first, right? Yep. Yep. All right, so how long do you think this is going to take? Preparation will take longer than cooking. Yeah, so how long does it have to cook for? Does it, does it cook a really? About 30 minutes. All right. Now, could we have done this in your um, pressure cooker? Um, no. It would have made it too soft, I think, probably. Yeah. All right, so. The. Flavors have to marry. So what are what are you? Oh, married. That's that's a great word, mom. That that's like what Rachel Ray would say. So, um, what have you thought of the weather today? Night. Um, you're still wearing your "I voted early" sticker. Yep. Um, I want to do these stickers that are kind of like the "I voted" st- stickers, but it says "I farted early." Um. Don't you think that would be great? Yeah. I think it would be awesome. Dad, would you would you wear an I farted only early sticker? Anything you wanted. 
All right. So what are you what are you up to today? Skinning the deer out. Yeah. So what have you thought of the weather today? Hot. Whatever. I don't even want to hear that from you because you complain when it's almost 98 goddamn degrees outside and then you're like, oh, the air's on too long. Let me put on my jacket. I need a jacket. Y'all trying to freeze me. Stop today. pulling away from the microphone. You have to talk into it. Come on, don't push So, so how are things? I mean, you got up early today. I'm doing all right for an old man. Yeah, you're you're doing good. All right, so I will give you an update on the gumbo that we are making at the Hobo Fish Camp in the Fowler Compound. Talk to you in a few seconds. All right, guys, welcome back. Part two of me and my mom's gumbo series on a Friday afternoon on the Tuttle Daily Podcast. So now you're cutting up the sausage now, correct? Yeah. All right, so you told me to make something, uh, what, what, what were you, the roux? Yeah. What, what is that? You melt butter down, add flour, and stir it until it turns brown. Now, can I do it in the big pot that we're cooking in? So, but we don't have butter, though, do we? Yeah. Oh, you did get butter. Oh, you eat, Mom, big butter is not good. Pig butter is not good for us. I'm trying to, you know, be a little bit healthier. All right, so, all right, so a whole stick. You already got it in there. All right, where's the wh melt it? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I yeah, I'm recording this, not video wise, Dad. Yeah, this, this, I have to multitask throughout the day. Because, like, I'm, I am the caretaker of the compound here. I'm, I'm the one that pretty much handles all the problems here. Hey, Mama, I thought you wanted me to make the ruin. You are, you're coming behind me. You are coming behind me. The fire's too hot. But don't you want it to be hotter so the butter will melt faster? No, it will burn. You cannot burn butter. <laughs> Yeah, I know you can. I'm just kind of. Uh, is that hot enough or is that too high right there? Do you want it down or not? What am I adding to the butter? You told me to do the butter. So what am what is the next step in the root? Uh, where's the flour at? They're on the counter. I, I have to get the microphone there so you can. All right, Th this is a losing battle here. I'm trying to multitask. What? 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 I don't know how to read. I only know how to talk. So, so what do I add? The flour to the butter? Yes, melt the butter. Stirring constantly the flour for eight minutes until roux becomes dark brown. Okay, so dark brown, but what's the consistently like or consistency like? Well, thicken up. So, are you talking like? Are we talking like what? Like, if a guy is taking care of himself, consistency or what? So, what? I'm not talking. That. What? <laughs> All right. All right. I gotta go check my. Uh, what is this called? Indui or rue? It's called rue, right? 
All right, I'm going to go check the room. All right, welcome back. Part three of the Fowler Household Gumbo. Um, Got to tell you, this uh, Louisiana food does not seem very healthy when it comes to cooking at all. Um, we used a whole stick of butter. Um, what was the uh, measurement on the oil? Quarter cup oil, and then we put a bunch of flour in it. Now it just seems like all we did was make a gravy, basically, right? Roux it. All right, so, so, but then, all right, so we've made this roux. Why, why don't they just call it gravy? Is roux like a like a um, Louisiana type term? Okay, so, um, what goes in next? What What is the next step in this chicken sausage gumbo? Uh, the vegetables and the meat. You simmer it. For a while, the last thing you add is okra. Oh, okra. Now, see, I, I, I've I, loved fried okra, but is this going to be the slimy type okra? Yeah. No. no. Because I, I have eaten some okra that's kind of like, you know, you're sucking down some snot. True. Yeah, so. All right, so I got I to gotta stir the roux. How do I know when the roux, I, I mean, I want to I wanna show the right attention to the roux. You have to stir it constantly. So I constantly we have to be touching the root. Stirring it. This is getting some very familiar consistency, Mom. I don't think I don't think she got that. No. Um so yeah, the root does have a little bit you see, it is very white right now. Very, very white substance. But it is browning up. Now, what what is making it brown up, Mom? Oh, the butter and the oil's kind of burning a little bit, kind of cooking. The <clears throat> so the roux is getting kind of thick, getting a little, you know, getting getting a little thick. So here, oh, I don't want to get my microphone in there. Trying to trying to give you guys the whole audio experience when it comes to making this gumbo. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to start doing <clears throat> a, a cooking series once a week because I did the fishing series. People love the fishing series. People people are absolutely loving the cooking series that you see now. Even with Rachel Ray uh, doing her thing. And having her husband be the cameraman, it, it's still it's still popular stuff. I mean, if Guy Fieri, if Guy Fieri can become famous, and I got way more personality than Guy Fieri, and he, it's not like he even goes to like really great places to eat. It's like basically every single fast food place you could think of, mom and pop fast food type stuff. So. All right, I got to pay attention to this roux. Be back in a few seconds. We are now done with the roux. I've already added. I added the chicken broth. I added the andouille sausage, the chicken, the onions, the bell peppers, and I actually seasoned it as well. So 
This is actually looking really, really good. We need to bring this pot back up to a boil right now. So why it, it does not hurt the food to go like up and down in temperatures like we are right now? No, you do not want the fire too high because it... You don't want stuff to overcook then, right? So, no. so, so let me ask you, what, why are we pitting picante pesos in here? Oh, this is not real New Orleans, or this is, we're adding Spanish to it. Yeah, but this, this is, hold on. All right, that sounded good. That's going to be some real ASMR stuff, because you hear, you heard that little pop. That pop, that uh, freshness seal. So, I know that we're... Hold on, tell me when, tell me when. Hold on, ready? Go, 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 go. Okay, cool. I'm okay, great. Do you want me to serve this? I know. I know, but, you know, like, real New Orleans. Dad, hey, so, I've talked about this before. Don't they call, like, New Orleans people, Louisiana, they call them coon dicks, right? Coon asses. Oh, coon asses. I thought they were called coon dicks. Oh. Okay, so... Coon ass, coon dicks. Okay, all right. Yeah. Out of a raccoon's penis. Yes, I've heard of that. And they say that you can dry him out, that it'll be, like, as hard as a rock. Why does a raccoon have such a hard dick, Dad? Well, I, I know you don't play with um, a raccoon's dick, but, like, I mean, he's got to have a pretty good one, right? If people are using toothpicks out of him, wouldn't you say? Oh, yes. Would you use a raccoon dick toothpick? No. You would not. Yeah, that is right. I, t I, I keep forgetting about that all the time. So, oh, the air conditioner came on. Do you want me to close up the house? Okay, cool. All right, guys. So, I will check in with you later on the gumbo that I'm making at the Hobo Fish Camp. Be back in a few minutes. You are listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. <laughs> a nerd i've only been arrested one time a radio personality professionally i'm not in the best position that i've ever been in and hot talk satirizer you would think with everything that's going on a caucasian like myself wouldn't be able to randomly talk to an african-american or a minority you're listening to the tuttle daily podcast considered owning your own restaurant franchise? Good Life Organics currently offers territories across the United States. Check out GLO Franchising. That's GLO Franchising on Facebook to sign up for an overview session today. Good Life Organics Franchising, a new partner of the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Tell them Tuttle sent you. Send them a message on Facebook at facebook.com slash GLO Franchising. I knew this was going to happen. Because I, I even offered, before we even started cooking this gumbo, this chicken and, and dewy sausage gumbo, that I hope you guys are actually liking this cooking show. But I, I did. I asked. If you go back and you listen, you could hear me say, hey, do you want me to go get shrimp? But so now I'm going up to the dollar store 
And I don't I don't want you guys to think, oh, Tuttle thinks he's too good for dollar store shrimp. Um I gotta tell you. See, see that's that's the thing about people like me and a lot of Americans is that we are accustomed to our lifestyles. We've adapted. We have settled in nicely. We are comfortable there. So when yeah, it's it's nice. It's nice to go out and get like decent good products when it comes to seafood. But people like me and a lot of people here in Volusia County or Central Florida even alone that you know, like we are used to what we have to eat. And we don't mind dollar store shrimp. Actually, when we buy dollar store shrimp, you know what? We're not like being judgmental. We're like, you know what? That was some pretty good shrimp for for being from the dollar store. And I, I think that's the difference between people like I hang out with, like my, my friends, Derek and Howard, like we don't need the top of the line stuff. If we just are in that sweet spot of, hey, it's average, we're like, hell yeah, average. Average is good for us. Now, when you start getting into that below average, yeah, that's that's where you're like, oh man, this kind of sucks. But we still make do. Even if we, <laughs> trust me, there's been some points in my life where I've lived in that below average wheelhouse and we've all done it and guess what it's not great but we also just deal with it we just deal with it we suck it up and we do what we got to do a lot of people think oh i gotta be rich and famous i gotta be such and such no i I mean do, do you realize that a lot of our ancestors they lived on the bare minimum and yes you know with all the uh the uh, scientific advancements that we've made, yes, you you would think, oh, we don't have to live below our means anymore. But there's there's always, no matter what, no matter how great things are in our country, you're still going to have classes. You're going to have the haves and the have-nots, no matter, no matter what amount of money. Because, I mean, think about this. A thousand years in the future poverty line might be at a million dollars it really it it could be at a million dollars but you're still going to be considered poor because everything else is going to cost even more in the future so it's not it 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 is not like you can get ahead when it comes to stuff because by the time even though it takes you a little bit longer to get that money by the time you get there everything is going to cost more so it's not like you've gained any ground you've not leveled the playing field one bit at all i listen i i know a lot of you guys are probably like oh man tuttle is on edge right now tuttle is and once again i i hate talking about myself in the third person but you you guys are all like oh man i need to take a bet on tuttle being baker acted or institutionalized at some point before the end of the year Trust me, I, I'm not ever doing that again. So, I'm going to go get these shrimp. I'm going to get these shrimp from the dollar store. And they're going to be good. Because I've noticed this. You know, everybody wants to talk about gumbo. Everybody wants to talk about melting pots. A gumbo is a mixture of all different types of spices, foods, 
I got pork. I got chicken. I, you know, those are intertwining with each other. And all the spices and, and all the cultures that are in this gumbo that we're making is, is kind of like what we need. We need to work at that harmony. All the average things. Because, I mean, if you think about it, in a gumbo, there's not a lot of very expensive, like, items in it. I mean, we're, we're using sausage and chicken. It's not like we're putting steak in this gumbo. So, it's, it's kind of a cool little thing when you think about it. Because all these flavors come together. Because they're not the greatest, but they, they just work with each other. And then create one joint forces. Some superpower of flavor. I don't know. It, it's, it's just kind of weird. Alright, I gotta walk into this store, get some of these dollar store, uh, dollar store shrimp. And get back there so I can get them in the pot. Alright guys, so I'm back from the dollar store. I'm, I'm trying to figure out, like, I mean, these shrimp are kind of frozen. So, like, how are we supposed to add frozen shrimp to something that's already been cooking for a while? So, um, I kind of mixed it up a little bit. I got big shrimp and mini shrimp. But put the big shrimp in there, too. I want it to be loaded. All right. All right, so what have you done so far? Give me an update on the gumbo that we are cooking. Is the gumbo still in good shape since I've left? Yep. Now, is it... Hold on. Let me see. I, I'm going to see if you can hear that boiling or not. Ooh, my microphone's all kind of hot now. Uh, so, <clears throat> what have you done to the gumbo since I've been gone? Let it simmer for 15 more minutes. So, when are we going to add the shrimp? Next. All right, and then what is that right there? Oh, okra. Now, how, do, how are we going to keep this okra from being slimy? It won't be. It's in the broth. Okay, so, Dad, are you going to eat some of this uh, gumbo? This gumbo has been an all-day project that Mother Son has worked on. These are the times and things that American people need with their family. Quality time cooking for the betterment of the people, and you're not even paying attention. You're you're just swatting flies. I don't really feel like messing around today. I ain't hurt you. Okay, well, I'm just trying to say this is the type of stuff that the American people need to be doing right now: spending time with their loved ones, not worried about all this political BS that is going on right now here in the United States of America. We need to concentrate on the family first. Be around and just do our thing and try to reconnect and got you and made you the person that you are right now. And we're cooking this gumbo. We're cooking this gumbo. This gumbo is kind of like an image of how this country should be. It should be a bunch of different flavors working together for the betterment and the good of flavor. And that is what this gumbo represents that me and my mother are cooking. Run some cold water. Uh Mom, I was, I was, I was kind of having a moment there where I was trying to make a representation of the gumbo that I'm cooking right now and how things should be here in the United States of America. And you want to tell me about cold running water? Well, is it important? Shrimp. Okay, but Mom, I was in a moment there. 
Like, you got to learn how to work with me on the radio a little bit. Like, I mean, you'll get better at it. I'm just saying, when I'm when I'm in that, like, little bit of a zone where I'm going off on a rant, I need to be able to spread my wings and fly like a bald eagle that represents our great nation, the United States of America. <laughs> Moving on to the next step. So this is what I've done so far with this sausage and chicken gumbo. So when I got back, I added a few more spices. Then I added all the shrimp that I got. I got regular size shrimp, but then I get these mini ones. So I, I want you to be able to get a bite of, every time you take a bite of this gumbo, you're going to get a big shrimp, a little shrimp combo. And I, I think size does matter when it comes to cooking stuff like this because when I eat, I am a big texture point eater. So to, I thought you said you weren't talking. So I, I'm trying to give my mom some. I, I'm not. No, I was trying to like do this by myself because I didn't want to bother you with talking. So but yes, thank you, mom. Okra, okra. We put okra in here. Now, I'm a little concerned. I love fried okra, but I, I do not like it when it's like boiled and stuff like that because I'm afraid that you're going to get that slime from the okra. I don't even know where that comes from. But okra is a little slimy. So I'm actually kind of looking forward to this. But now I actually have to pit on the rice. Now, is this white rice? Oh, man. We even eat white rice in this house, don't we? Why, why, why couldn't we even have brown rice? No, no, it's just a joke. I'm sorry. Dad, why are you? See, Dad, 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 I'll talk to you later, okay? All right, so got to turn this one on here. Light it. Oh, there we go. Got to get this water boiled up. Now, do I need to put any salt in this bowl? No, should I put any butter in there? So we're just going straight white rice. No seasoning? I'm getting the water to a boil. Okay. Oh, okay. So you're putting the gumbo. We're not putting the rice in the gumbo itself. Then. All right, cool. See, I thank you, Mom. I really appreciate that. So I hope you guys are enjoying this. Uh, I'm going to be posting pictures on my social media. My uh, I, I did some video for my YouTube, but I'm going to also be posting like pictures that show the progression of the meal that I'm cooking. So make sure you just search Tuttle, Tuttle with two Ds, T-U-D-D-L-E on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, whatever it may be, YouTube. I hope you enjoyed today's Tuttle step-by-step on how to cook sausage and chicken gumbo. Be back in a few minutes to wrap up the show. From the Vapor Shades Hobo Fish Camp. Man, maybe I would have way more sex partners in my life if I just threw caution to the wind. It's the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Tuttle's Daily Podcast is brought to you by StitchYouUp.com. For your embroidery, screen printing, vinyl, and direct-to-garment printing needs, visit stitchyouup.com. Stitch You Up specializes in custom caps, shirts, decals, and anything you want to personalize. Whether it's one item or large orders, they can handle any size. Unsure about what you want? Let Stitch You Up help you with your logo design. Visit stitchyouup.com or contact them, eric at stitchyouup.com. Stitch you up. Definitely not your grandma's embroidery.
Alright, promise. I know that I've been doing this gumbo bit all day today, but I like to get the pulse of the community. And I gotta tell you, I, you know how I was speaking earlier about how you have to be able to work with ingredients when you're a little bit more poor. When you're not as rich as, you know, the more well-off here. Some of the best foods, some of the best foods that you're ever going to eat have come from that area. Th those type of people that maybe, like, you would call them the have-nots. It's not that they're poor and they don't have anything. It's just that they have to be creative with what they have. And you get some of the best flavors that you've ever had in your life when it comes to food like that. I mean, look at fried chicken. Now, I, I know a lot of people are going to say, oh, since I brought up fried chicken that, you know, that I'm trying to be racist and stuff. But I, I'm, I'm really not. Everybody loves fried chicken. And I got to tell you, the, the more and more I look at it. You know, I don't think it's a bad thing that you are connected to fried chicken because <laughs> you don't even know why. Hell yeah. Some of the best tasting food that you're ever, ever going to eat is fried chicken. So it's not like I think of it as a bad thing. It just it's like white people. America has just been so horrible when it comes to stuff like that, that we're automatically like we want to pit foods with religions or, or cultures or races. So, but yeah, I, I would be proud to have fried chicken as uh, correlated to me. Just like, you know, pizza. Pizza is absolutely amazing. Yeah, I know a lot of Americans have bastardized pizza, but pizza is good. If pizza was not good, that's you wouldn't see so many pizza places out and about. Like, even the mom and pop places you see in New York... If pizza was not popular, it wouldn't be there. So, what I'm trying to say is that, yeah, people that are less fortunate come up with some of the best foods that you're ever going to find. And I'm coming down here now uh, to the Oak Hill Sunoco because I can't think of a better place to be able to, you know, find out if the regular people, the less fortunate, maybe the blue collar and below around that area. So I'm going to come down here. I'm going to give some to Kitty and, and, you know, Kitty can give it out to whoever she wants to. But I would like to get a feedback of what's going on. And a lot of you guys are probably like, well, who's Kitty? Kitty is the manager of the Oak Hill Sunoco. She keeps everybody in line. Like, you don't, you don't want to mess with her. And she's pretty badass. And she likes me, and I, I bring her food every once in a while. No, I'm not trying to hook up with Kitty. So please, don't don't even get that in your mind, because she's got a pretty tough Florida Cracker-looking boyfriend. So no, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not moving in on Kitty. I'm just trying to be nice to Kitty and bring her some food. Because there, there's been some times where maybe my card got declined or I didn't have enough cash to be able to buy something. And, and Kitty's been like, ah, just give me the next time back. Uh, and that's that's the type of relationship I have with those people. 
Uh, I know a lot of people up in New York, they they love the bodegas. Everybody, they, they love the bodegas. The bodegas is, you know, the small little shopping area that you go to that that you can get anything. You can get anything. I, I did see something on Worldstar the other day. I did see something. I almost dropped my phone there. I, I did see something on Worldstar the other day where uh, these people, they set up a boxing match in a bodega. And it was actually pretty goddamn cool. Hold on, let me see. Let me see what I got here. All right, I'm I'm still good. I'm still recording. I've been I've been having a lot of problems with my my phone and the recording and stuff. So let me let me see. Yeah, kitty, kitty's outside. God damn, this bowl is hot as a motherfucker. I'm trying to record, I'm trying to do content and cook at the same time. So I just wanted to come down. It's a little hot, so. But it's a pretty big bowl of uh, gumbo there. See, it is a little hot. See, now you don't even have to cook when you go home. That's a good thing, because I've got 10 appointments after I get off work. There you go. So, everything going okay up here today? Yes, thank God, almost over. Yeah, why are you so dressed up? You're like business casual today. <laughs> a lot of business. Yeah, so. All right, well, I hope you enjoyed the thing. Uh, let me know how your significant other likes the uh, gumbo, okay? I will. All right. So... I'm just leaving the Oak Hill Sunoco, <clears throat> and I I know that this probably isn't the most like most entertaining Tuttle Daily podcast that I've ever done, but I you you guys gotta understand here like I'm I am trying I'm here I I'm not like I if you notice I'm not trying to curse a lot I'm gonna say this like I'm just throwing shit up against the wall right now at this point uh one of the best things i i know a lot of people hate tiktok and i get it i i mean i understand why you guys might not like tiktok but god damn it you know what tiktok has done for me it has opened up my eyes it has opened up my eyes that there is absolutely no formula at all when it comes to gaining an audience online or or you know getting subscribers, followers, views, favorites, whatever it may be, there there is no formula for it because some of the stuff that I see that goes viral on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, yeah, that that stuff it might be some of the dumbest crap that I've ever seen in my life. And I'm not even like talking crap about the bad stuff, the dumb stuff because guess what? When it all comes down to it, perception is reality. Uh, in the grand scheme of things, it, it really, really is. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people, most comedians, the great ones, all do comedy to humor themselves. I mean, that that's that's pretty much a fact. But for the most part, there's a lot of comedians out there that are so weird that. You know their comedy might not be accepted by the masses, but they're still going to do it because they're they're not going to sell out. So the reason I I did kind of like a little bit of a, a fish or fishing show, uh, a cooking show, is that I wanted to let you in on what's going on in my life, what what goes on during a regular basis here in the Fowler compound at the Hope of Fish Camp in Oak Hill, Florida, Volusia County. So. I just wanted you guys to be able to see what we do. 
and and kind of give you an idea when it comes to the recipe of cooking a gumbo because we we've done gumbos before but not like this and i wanted to bring it down here to the oak hill sunoco and and like kitty the manager of the oak hill sunoco oh that's the other thing uh the oak hill sunoco is owned by uh an indian guy and his son now the son the son is really really cool uh, he went to the University of Florida. We we talk all the time. One of the nicest guys you're ever going to meet. So he was there. So he's going to try some of the gumbo as well too. But, you know, I, I wanted to get it out there. I'm trying to do something new. You know, the, these cooking shows are popular on TV. So... I would, I would like to do video for YouTube. But my parent, my mom absolutely refuses to be on video she she just won't do it now i was able to get her to to be able to be on the audio part of my podcast but i mean that's kind of stretching it. so i mean i would like to do video maybe if i get it set up one day i can do a cooking show and let them record it and, and i'll do all the talking but i i'm i'm trying new stuff people like i I'm having to call an audible and, and pivot and try to establish myself as there's John. I've been playing this game with John, the guy that owns a park. Whenever he drives by, he drives by a lot to be able to look after me. I don't know why. I don't even know what I did, but I stare him down. I stare him down every chance I can get. I mean, it's not against the law to stare people down. I, I mean, I can look at anybody. So I'm just doing it to kind of make them feel uncomfortable. But back, back to what I was saying is the reason I'm doing this cooking show today is I'm trying to see because if I'm just being honest, if tomorrow I get the most downloads that I've ever had in my career because I did a, a cooking segment, bet your ass I'm going to be doing some more cooking segments. I mean, if I... If, if my audience, my sweet spot is women that want to see a nerd that's kind of in shape right now cook or hear them cook on a podcast, yes, I will do that stuff if it means that I'm going to be able to feed myself and survive on a daily basis. Yes, I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm sorry. At this point, you know, a lot of us, we when we go into a career field, we're like, I want to I want to keep some integrity. I'm going to keep some integrity. I'm not going to sell out. Guess what? Sign me up. I'm I'm pretty versatile. So, if any of you reality TV people, producers out there or or program directors that are hearing this right now, yes, please. I am not too good to do whatever you need me to do. I, I can, if if I don't, if I'm not knowledgeable about it, I can fake it until I am knowledgeable. So e even if you're a TV program director, guys out there, uh, I'm telling you right now, I know that I don't have the face for radio, or I mean TV, but but, but guess what? I, I, I can clean up enough to, to make it by on TV. And and if you if you make me a reporter out in the field, you are going to get the best content that you've ever gotten from a field reporter because I I'm not holding back. I mean, and I'm I'm not talking bad about any of these reporters out there. No, not at all. 
but I think they got a little bit of a fear. And right now, I I I know I've never had that fear. I've I've told you guys this. I I will go and talk to anybody. I don't care how famous they are. I don't care how beautiful or how cool or how many followers, subscribers, favorites, views that they have. I'm I'm going to ask them whatever it is, and and I really don't care. Just because more people know who you are it does not make you better than me. And I'm I'm going to ask those questions. I, I think I kind of proved that in my radio career because I, I don't get embarrassed. I do not get embarrassed. I don't get uncomfortable. Matter of fact, I actually kind of get turned on when <laughs> I'm uncomfortable or or just nervous. It's just one of those things. So... I, I just want to explain myself on today's show with the cooking of the gumbo. I'm, I'm just trying to try new things. So this podcast, even though I've been doing it for about nine months, is still in the infancy of the beginning of it. So I'm, I'm trying to get my legs under me and, and find out what, what works because I've been working in broadcast radio for a really, really long time. So this is kind of new to me. And I love it. I really do love it. Radio, the most fun that I've ever had in radio broadcasting was when I first started. When I was an intern learning new things, when I was hungry, trying to cut my teeth and make a name for myself. Yes, that was some of the funnest. I I know that's not a word, but some of the most fun that I've ever had in radio broadcasting. today thanks for listening to the Tuttle daily podcast hey don't be a dickhead do us a favor like share and subscribe to the show also check out the Tuttle category at 315live.com the Tuttle daily podcast is brought to you by the vapor shades hobo fish camp you want some cool ass sunglasses check out vaporshades.com also brought to you by stitchyouup.com pocketpairclub.com Special thanks to show intern Hannah and Charlie Alamo for their contributions. Additional imaging and production is provided by CCA Productions. Facebook.com slash CCA Productions presents. Show voiceover service is brought to you by jcvoiceover.com. That guy's got a damn sexy voice. You should hire him. Check out jcvoiceover.com. If you want to help support the show, go to paypal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. Comments? concerns or do you just want to let Tuttle know he's being a dickhead Tuttle at gmail.com that's Tuttle with two d's at gmail.com to follow all of Tuttle's social media go to Tuttle.net thanks again for all your support and we'll see you tomorrow on the Tuttle Daily Podcast hey yo Terry fuck going on